America's Thanksgiving is right around the corner. Canada's has come and gone last month. Thanksgiving on its way, and like everything else, it looks a little different. It's strange. Home for the holidays just won't mean the same this year. Thanksgiving in America is the busiest travel week of the year. Millions and millions of people make the trek to share a meal with family or friends, turkey, football, naps. But this year, with COVID cases spiking and deaths right behind, many are deciding against their journey. Choosing to stay home for the holidays instead of gathering with lots of family. It's a difficult decision. But health officials are warning that large family gatherings could make winter and Christmas even worse. Thanksgiving is coming in America, and it may not seem like it, but we have much to be thankful for. Most importantly, Christ, salvation in his name, transcending any pandemic, his word, when we humble ourselves to listen, and he brings healing. Welcome to Haven Today. I'm Charles Morris, sharing the great story that's all about Jesus And in America, we're just a week away from Thanksgiving. And we are still in a series called Comfort Ye by People. All week, we've been listening to the unique music from the Messiah, written by George Friedrich Handel. It's a comfort to my heart, as well as to many around the world. And the reason it is such a comfort is that the text is all Bible. A wealthy landowner and devoted Christian, Charles Jennings, chose the verses and the order of those verses. And the outcome not only stirred the heart of Handel, but it's done the same in the hearts of millions around the world. The texts are primarily from the Old Testament, looking forward to both the first as well as the second comings of Jesus. Did you know that Handel was a generous person? When I was in London, I visited the Foundling Hospital Museum and spoke with the director, Catherine Hogg. I asked Catherine if it was true that Handel had left the original score for Messiah to the hospital so that they could use it to raise funds for the orphans, the needy children of the day. He specifically leaves the score and parts of Messiah to the hospital because he's been doing benefit concerts for them to raise money and he realises if they don't have the score and parts they won't be able to carry on because he provides the music every time. Oh, I see. And the music runs through over a thousand pages for the entire orchestra so it's quite a substantial donation. He leaves instructions that it all be copied out and given to the hospital. Hospital, now a museum in London, director Catherine Hogg. She'll join us again a little later in the program. Underneath us, what many call the Hallelujah Chorus. I'm sure you recognize it. It's been used in so many movies and TV shows, but did you know that the lyrics came from Revelation? The song is rejoicing about the second coming of Christ Jesus. Just thinking about it makes me want to say, 
Hallelujah. After the program, why don't you call us and ask for the two-CD set of Messiah conducted by John Rutter and the Cambridge Singers with the Royal Philharmonic Orchestra. I actually prefer this version because it's recorded with a smaller ensemble and chorus in an English church with perfect acoustics. John Redder designed it that way so that you could clearly understand every word. Call us after the program at 800-654-2836, 800-65-HAVEN. Or if you can spare a little time, come to our website. Watch the video we posted when I visited Handel House in London. And then you can order your copy of Handel's Messiah at haventoday.org. Haventoday.org. And by the way, if you wanted to, but just never got around to it, we still have the biblical-based TV show called The Chosen. See the life of Jesus from the point of view of those whose lives were changed by him. You need to see it. It would also be a great Christmas present for those you love. Ask about The Chosen when you call us or watch a preview there at haventoday.org. Now, let's open the program with the traditional version of Four Unto Us, A Child is Born from Handel's Messiah. Oh, 
For unto us a child is born, of course, from Handel's Messiah. I'm Charles Morris. And you're with me on a haven today called Comfort Ye My People. It's not just what we called our series this week. It's the very first line of Handel's Messiah. And it comes straight from Isaiah 40. Every word of this classic oratorio is taken from Scripture, a reminder that God's Word can sustain us at all times. And in times like this, we need comfort. We all do. We're in the middle of a pandemic. Cases and deaths are on the rise yet again. Shutdowns happening across North America, but also around the world. Whether you agree with that or not, that's just reality. Winter is coming. Many are grieving the fact that they won't be able to spend holidays with family. I just recently had to make the call with my family. We won't be traveling to see any of our family this year. Yes, there will be some sadness. It'll even feel a little lonely. But it reminds me how we all need comfort. Comfort for our souls and comfort that sustains us. This is one reason the beginning of Messiah is so powerful. It doesn't start with power or mystery. It doesn't begin with a call to obedience. It begins with comfort. The words to Messiah were written by Charles Jennings as a call to faith to remind those who might listen of the grace that Christ offers. It was written for lost and wayward souls, perhaps even those who had been harmed by the church. Comfort ye my people, speaks life into our darkness. It brings healing where there's hurting. And the story of how Handel's Messiah became popular is a perfect analogy for the comfort that the gospel can bring. I sat down with Catherine Hogg a few years back while visiting London. She's the director at the Foundling Museum, which is the former hospital, where Handel actually donated the rights, the royalties, and even the physical copies of his music for after he died. Catherine, um, I think we're looking at a score of Messiah here. You want to explain what we're looking at? Yes. So this is one of three volumes that were copied on Handel's instruction in his will and delivered to the museum, to the hospital, founding hospital three weeks after he died. The total set of score and parts runs to over a thousand pages. Mm. And we're looking at the last volume here. You can see the trumpet shall sound and the dead shall be raised. Uh, famous um, aria. Yes, I've heard that. Yes. Yes. <laughs> so this is uh, one of the original volumes and it look, belonged to the hospital. So if I just show you the front page... You can see it's got the uh, uh, the original inscription saying that it was coming to the hospital. And and uh, the, this was not done on a printing press at that no, point? No, it was still handwritten because in, in those days it was very expensive to print and it was actually cheaper to have an army of copyists. So there would be an army of people all copying out the parts of which there are so many, you know, a whole orchestral set of parts. Uh, besides the vocal if, Besides parts. the vocal parts. If you were going to print, you had to engrave it in mirror image on metal plates, which, of course, would take a lot longer. To do that for every part exactly. of an instrument would, would be just a long time. impossible. It then. would be. In fact, it, Messiah wasn't actually ever published until ooh, 10 years after Handel's death. And then it was only the songs from Messiah, as you might get these days, popular, mm-hmm. the songs from the shows. Mm-hmm. The full thing wasn't printed till well after Handel had died. Mm. Um, such was the... It, you know, it didn't really take off that instantly. Which, 
it's odd to us now when it's the most famous of Handel's pieces of music. So. Catherine, since Handel's lifetime, has Messiah ever been unpopular? No, it actually took off and it started, as as we know here, and we've got the set of... Um, a record of how many people played in the first performance. There were only about 48, that's the whole choir and orchestra, mm-hmm. very small groups, and it took off. And as the 19th century progressed and choirs and choral societies really got bigger and bigger, we end up in the 1850s with choirs of three or 4,000 people mm-hmm. down at the Crystal Palace singing a Messiah performance which I don't think Handel could ever have imagined when he started with mm. his two dozen performers, mm. and it's would never he, gone out of fashion. Would he have approved? It's a good question. I, I, I like to think he would. I think he'd be very surprised that this work, which was so hard because he'd been trying to get it promoted, and as you probably know, in the early days, it just didn't take off because it was too religious for a theatrical setting and it was too... Showy. It, it was too long for a church oh, service. Too long, you couldn't yes, really do right. it as a, as a, and they didn't have public concerts like we do today. They, you went to the theatre, which was a bit more, you know, risque, or you, mm-hmm. um, you just had a private chamber concert in your house if you were in a stately home, and people didn't do concerts in churches in those days. So it was only at the founding hospital when it was in the chapel, but it was for a good cause, that it really became popular. So the founding hospital is the venue which popularised Messiah. That was Catherine Hogg explaining how Handel's Messiah first got its start. Comfort, comfort, my people, says your God. Speak tenderly to Jerusalem and proclaim to her that her hard service has been completed, that her sin has been paid for, that she has received from the Lord's hand double for all her sins, a voice of one calling in the wilderness, prepare the way for the Lord, make straight in the desert a highway for our God, every valley shall be raised up, every mountain and hill made low, the rough ground shall become level, the rugged places a plain, and the glory of the Lord will be revealed and all people will see it together, for the mouth of the Lord has spoken. From Isaiah 40, comfort we need now more than ever. And this opening passage from Isaiah gives us comfort from three places, the Lord himself, his word, and the Lord's people. The first 39 chapters of Isaiah are spent warning Israel, calling them to repent, to return to the Lord. Judgment is coming. If you just read these chapters, even though there are brilliant promises of Christ, you would end up on a depressing note. The end of chapter 39 has the Lord telling Hezekiah, the time is coming when everything will be carried off to Babylon. Nothing will be left. Darkness would be coming. But in the midst of that gloom, the Lord's comfort breaks through. Comfort ye, my people. That's the Lord's desire for us. He wants to comfort us. Many of us are hurting right now. Many of us are grieving right now. Whether it's COVID-19 or election results, the loneliness of holidays coming up, we need the Lord's comfort. And what is beautiful is that we find it in the Lord himself. He's the one that moves toward us to comfort us. Remember Jesus' words? There in Matthew 11, come to me, I'll give you rest. 
He comes to us and he calls us to himself. Comfort is found in the Lord, but comfort is also found in the Lord's word. Comfort ye my people, says the Lord. Speak tenderly to Jerusalem. Proclaim good news to her. The mouth of the Lord has spoken. We are in need of comfort, and we need it in what the Lord says to us in his word. Too often, we look for comfort in all the wrong places. Of course, we look to friends or family. Comfort food is a place many of us run to. I find myself trying to conjure up comfort in my own heart by working to get my to-do list finished. If I can distract myself from the pain or from what is bothering me, I can find comfort in what I do. But Isaiah 40 is clear. We find our comfort when we stop and listen to what the Lord says. In Christ, the Lord's words to us are words of love and words of grace. In Christ, the Lord says, cast your burdens on me. In Christ, the Lord says to us, we are forgiven. In Christ, the Lord tells us that we are saved and we are welcome in his presence now as well as forever. We find comfort when we hear the Lord's word. Jesus himself said, my sheep know me. They listen to my voice. But that isn't all that Isaiah 40 has to tell us. There's one more place where we find comfort, and that is with the Lord's people. Verse 5 tells us the glory of the Lord will be revealed when Messiah comes, and all people will see it together. It's a tragic thing about this pandemic that so many people have simply stopped going to church. They don't even stream it virtually. They've stopped connecting with their fellow Christians. It's like they've just, poof, disappeared. It's tragic because depression and anxiety have only increased in these past months. Christians need comfort. And they don't get it when they cut themselves off from one place to get it. When we see the Lord's glory together, we rejoice together, even if it's streamed online. And we realize how close the Lord has made us. In Christ, Christian brothers and sisters are closer to us than our own blood relatives. If there's anywhere we should find comfort, it should be in the loving community of our Christian family. We enter his presence together. We praise him. We open our ears to hear his word. And we comfort one another as we fellowship. Comfort. Comfort ye my people. It's what we need right now, and it's what the Lord provides. In the words of Hebrews, let's draw near to the throne of grace so we can find our help in this time of need. He wants to comfort us, not just because he loves us, but because Christ has made us his own. Come to Jesus, find your rest in him, and find comfort for your soul.
of him that crieth in the wilderness, prepare ye the way of the Lord, make straight in the desert a highway for our God. Haven today and comfort ye my people from Isaiah 40 and Handel's Messiah. I want you to have a copy of the Messiah that we've secured this year for Christmas at Haven Today. The recording comes on two CDs. It's sung by the Cambridge Singers and played by the Royal Philharmonic Orchestra. And this arrangement of the Messiah was put together and is conducted by John Rutter. It was recorded so that you could better understand every word, similar to how it sounded in the time of Handel. Why don't you call us right now and let this masterpiece fill your soul and fill your home and have it in time for Christmas so that you can experience the light and glory of the Messiah. Here's the number to call right now, 800-654-2836. That's 800-65-HAVEN. Or you can visit us online, and if you do that, be sure and watch the mini-documentary that we shot when I visited Handel's house in London. And one other thing, this may be something you want more copies of to give away for Christmas. Somebody just a couple of days ago, I think in Edmonton, Alberta, ordered 10 copies. Christmas is done now for that family at an extended distance. We'll ask about getting multiple copies when you call. Our web address, if you want to watch the mini-documentary, and you can also order more copies there, is haventoday.org. Haventoday.org. Our thanks for your gift to this listener-supported ministry. But remember, if you order now, the shipping is free, and we can still get it to you long before Christmas. One last thing before we go because people just keep asking for it. We still have the double DVD of The Chosen TV show. It's a unique series looking at the life of Jesus through the eyes of those around him and shows how he transformed the lives of everyday people like you and me. You can ask about that when you call or watch the preview and get it at haventoday.org. I'm Charles Morris. Thank you for joining me. Won't you come back again tomorrow when again we'll get to share together the great story, It's All About Jesus, here on Haven Today. Here for your encouragement and your walk with God. This is David Wolin with Haven Ministries inviting you to anchor your day in God's Word. A well-known preacher was once criticized for inserting Jesus into his Old Testament preaching, and I'll never forget that preacher's insightful response to the criticism. Jesus, he said, cannot be inserted into the Old Testament because he's already there. Have you ever thought about that? In John 8, Jesus said to the Pharisees, before Abraham was, I am. Hebrews 1 begins by telling us the universe itself was made through the Son. 
Colossians 1, All things have been created through him and for him. He is before all things and in him. All things hold together. So, if anything, our view of Jesus is usually far too small. You can spend time with him daily with Anchor Devotional. Visit getanchor.com.